so we've left the diner diners and dashers behind and all of the silly things with kids and adults who do strange things whether they meant it or they absolutely genuinely did not know they were doing something silly so uh thanks to folks listening to this segment um listeners near and far uh haven't been able to post anything for about six days and for valid and legitimate reasons um so this is going to be a much more serious topic um so this is like a discussion about hearing loss and the do's and don'ts of of communicating with deaf and hard of hearing people or deaf blind people so, for those of you who are not familiar with all of this, you can listen or not. Totally up to you. But, welcome anyway if you've gotten this far in the recording. So, uh, hearing loss is very, very sneaky. And you're either born with it or you've acquired it and didn't realize it just yet. It's one of those sneaky things that creep up on you and you don't notice it quite yet. For some people, it's very sudden. One minute they're hearing perfectly good and the next minute you can't hear nothing. Sometimes you've been given the misfortune of hearing ringing in your ear along with not hearing people talking or hearing noises all of a sudden. It's like a, a dial tone that just continues, just rings on and on. If you so much as move your head, the pitch of the ringing continues and it gets higher or lower. It's like a flickering light bulb of some sort of ringing in your ear. Um, you can touch your ear and it rings you leave it alone it doesn't ring it's just nuts that's just the misfortune of tinnitus Uh, so some of you may be familiar with that some of you aren't and those of you who don't have this you can consider yourself very very fortunate seriously so I'll explain to you what happens with this ringing that happens in your ear So basically that thing is called tinnitus and it can happen, it can come up, come upon you from like like sicknesses, illnesses or whatever, or just flat out blunt trauma to the head and also very bad exposure to noise like loud music exposure. You can acquire tinnitus that way. So... Which then reminds me to tell all of you, if you are someone who is playing loud music, instruments or whatever, or just listening to loud music, or you're going to a concert, remember to get earplugs. Protect your hearing because you may not realize it now, but all of a sudden, after you've come out of that noisy trauma to your ear cells, you are going to regret it because when you come out of that room all you're going to hear is that ringing ring it would be at like these crazy high pitches 
So dudes and gals, preserve your hearing. Um, I myself have hearing loss. I'm hard of hearing. may not sound like it. Clear speech is deceiving. I had speech therapy from a very early age. So, which means I would sound like a hearing person. I'm not a hearing person, but I'm hard of hearing. I do use sign language to communicate, but I can also use my voice. In certain situations, I can communicate with my residual hearing to communicate with other hearing people. Well, with hearing people, I would say. I've had hearing loss since I was born, and I do use hearing aids. I use Bluetooth hearing aids um, and amplifiers so that I can have the most access to whatever is going on when I'm at meetings or when I'm in certain areas, in certain crowded areas, I can't. It's just the technology isn't enough to accommodate me. So I don't freak out too much. Just let it fly, okay? Just, there's only... There's only so much you can do to accommodate yourself. Well, accom- well, there's only so much you could do to accommodate hearing people, actually. Getting a hearing aid, getting speech therapy. I know some of you may feel differently about this because this is speaking among or speaking from out of the deaf and hard of hearing community, which is a very strong community highly regarded, highly respected, and highly appreciated. So, me, with my speech, you all are probably wondering, how? How is it someone who's hard of hearing have clear speech? Well, speech therapy, which is sometimes frowned upon by some people who are deaf and hard of hearing, and I didn't have a choice. I had to do it because I was a kid. I was like five years old doing that. And I didn't have a say in what I got to do and what I didn't want to do. Um, so basically, they were preparing me to make communicating with them easier. Because they didn't want to go the extra mile of teaching me sign language yet. So I had to learn to conform to their expectations and never once having had them conform to what I needed for communication access. As an adult, I um, took it upon myself to learn sign language, and I did. And I'm still in the process of learning it. I will never be perfect with it because it's not my first language. Spoken English is my first language. French Creole is my second language. American Sign Language is my third language. I would have learned Italian and continued speaking Italian, but I was no longer in the community of folks who were speaking Italian in order for me to continue it. So, therefore, there's my reasoning for not hanging on to speaking Italian anymore. It wasn't for any disregard negatively. It was just, I wasn't in the environment of it anymore. Which I hope makes sense to everybody else. So, if I could, maybe I'd consider it. 
given the fact that I'm still trying to fine-tune my sign language skills, I want to be... Well, actually, you know, I don't think I could be as great with sign language as I am with spoken English. Because that is... a ASL is a completely different language, yet it's marvelous and it's complicated in some ways you have to continue using it otherwise it's going to fly away from you very quickly just as it is with other languages that you're trying to learn so moving backwards hearing loss it's real it's alive and well it lives right next to you Somewhere, somebody in the community around you is suffering from hearing loss. It's there. It's looking right down at you. All you have to do is not protect your ears at a concert. And there you have it. You have hearing loss coming to visit you with two suitcases in tow and everything. Yep. Right by your door. So when you go to these concerts and you're in these bands, put earplugs on. Or turn your speakers down because you don't want to damage your hearing. So to explain what happens in your ear when you start to lose hearing, you have these things called hairs. You have hair in your ear. And once you start, once those hairs start falling down, like they start getting weak and laying down, that means you're starting to experience hearing loss. And you'll notice it, but then you'll notice it too late. That hearing loss has haunted you and it's not going anywhere. Hearing loss is irreversible. It's permanent, just as it is with blindness. Blindness is irreversible. Um, uh, Hearing loss um, cannot be compared to blindness. These are two different things. And I'm in between both of those worlds. So I know what it's like with both things at once. Um, So if you have any thoughts and ideas or you want to communicate with me some more to talk about it and do another section of this, feel free to. Uh, We'll communicate. We'll do an episode. We'll talk about what your thoughts and ideas of how best to protect and preserve your hearing so that you're not experiencing hearing loss. There are different types of hearing losses and different causes of hearing loss. Um, There was a hearing loss epidemic in 2014 and people were suddenly, you know, these were, let me tell you, these are people who had perfectly good hearing. Normal people with like well, not normal, but normal hearing within people. These were hearing folks. Never probably ever thought about a deaf person or a hard of hearing person a day in their life. But one day, thousands of people woke up one day and they couldn't hear anymore all of a sudden. They lost their hearing. They went severely, they went profoundly deaf or actually they became deaf like totally deaf or they've become hard of hearing 
where they have flat, severe hearing loss. Or, yeah. And they didn't know what to do. So there was one kid who woke up completely deaf, totally whacked out. Um, and he had to get cochlear implants. He was like a five-year-old. He had to get cochlear implants. Hopefully, I hope that in the future, maybe now, he learned sign language and he's perfectly fine now. Um, and that was just a, a like an annoying milestone that he had to like run through. Uh, people, and when I heard about this, I was completely shocked because not only did it take away your hearing, it affected your vocal cords. So if you were a singer and you went deaf during 2014, and then you got your vocal cords attacked by the sudden hearing loss epidemic, that is absolutely traumatizing. Um, So that's the explanation of the hearing loss piece. That's the basic part. If you want to know more about hearing loss, you might want to ask your doctor and talk to your doctor about it or find someone that you know who is deaf or hard of hearing that is willing to explain to you what their experience is with hearing loss. What is it like for them? How do they feel about it and how do they deal with it? Especially if they were hearing first and then they went deaf later. Now, I spent a good couple of years in both Massachusetts and Minnesota between the world of the blind and the deaf. Very well immersed in the deafblind community, especially in Minnesota. Um, it was a great experience. I met some really, really amazing people. And they're very powerful people. They are very, very strong and supportive of their member, their community. Um, we went to the state capitol in St. Paul. We did some deaf and deafblind legislators thing. It was incredible. Um, so if you get a chance, you go to your local, I guess, center for deaf and hard of hearing. And go find out what you can about what it's like to succeed in life as some with as someone with hearing loss. Um, like I said, speech can be deceiving. I have very well. I have the speech of a hearing person, but that's not my situation. So, if you have any questions for me about what's happening, what's what specific what specifics there are in regards to hearing loss. You can send me a voicemail on Anchor, or you could send a message to the email that I'm going to give to you guys. If you are interested in sharing a story or any feedback or whatever on whatever you just heard um, either recently or like uh, hundreds of episodes ago you can send me an email to casu305 at outlook.com and I'll say it again casu305 
at Outlook.com. Now, to the do's and don'ts. Now that you've got a chance to listen to some sponsors and collect the email address and or phone number if I remember providing that. So the do's and don'ts of what to do and what not to do when you are trying to communicate effectively with someone who is hard of hearing or deaf or deafblind. One, when you are dealing with, when you're trying to communicate with somebody who is one or the other, deaf or hard of hearing or deafblind, the best method of communicating is to make sure you have their attention. The thing that I despise the most is when someone comes into the office and they start talking and I have zero clue that they're there. How do I know that they just came in talking, started talking? After the fact that they finished yelling at me and telling me how rude I was, because I completely ignored that, ignored them. Well, I have nothing to t- I have nothing to say to you because, you know, we've made it very clear that I am indeed someone who's hard of hearing as well as with blindness. So, the most effective communication technique is to make sure you have their attention. Don't just appear out of nowhere and expect us to hear or see you there. You have to make sure you get our attention. If we're sitting at a table, you will lightly tap us on the shoulder. And if we're busy, we'll tell you. If not, then you can communicate. Don't tap us on the shoulder and then start talking or start with whatever it is you just came in the room with because... It throws us off and it's not not cool. It's not okay. It's, it's ridiculous. Don't do that. Second thing, when you are talking to someone who's hard of hearing, do, turn, do not turn your back because we need to be able to see your face when you're talking to us. And then don't talk behind our, don't talk to our back. Because once again, we need to be able to see your face and don't cover your mouth because once again, it ruins the sound of your voice if you are someone who could hear a little bit or if you read lips. And it's always effective if you don't feel comfortable touching the person who is deaf or deafblind or hard of hearing and you need to get their attention Go to the light switch, flicker it on and off. That lets us know that somebody is there and we will turn and boom, you got our attention. It wasn't rude. It wasn't. Hey, thank you so much for your message. I love your podcast. Um, I definitely favorite your podcast. Um, please feel free to check out mine. And hit the favorite button if you like what you hear. Um, Thanks again. I love what you're doing on Anchor. Hi. Hi, Casper. Hi. (laughs) 
I have to introduce myself to you, which I'm so happy to do. I'm Jay Siobhan. I just found you in an interview with Coupon Queen Pen, and I have to say I loved you guys' interview. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the segment about being unapologetically you, and that should be a book. <laughs> That you should write or a topic of your next podcast about being unapologetically you. Okay. And why apologize for being you when you're, when you yourself is so inspiring, so extraordinary. You have an extraordinary life and you're striving and it's such a blessing. And I just would love to work with you one day, you know, which would be up to you, but I would love to work with you one day. I love your spirit. So I'm wishing you love, showing you love, blessings, and much more success, okay? And you have another listener. I'm here, and I'm happy to be with all of them. It's dope. It's just dope. Keep up the good work. I'm paying attention. I'm watching.